to episode 75 of the All the Book Show. You forgot. You Not, forgot already. Sorry. Say it again. All right. Welcome to the 75th yeah. episode of All the Book Show. Okay. All the Book Show. It didn't work. The official right. podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library in Wellsville, New York. Did you forget the name for a second there? No, I said All the Book Show. I remember there was a pause. You were like, oh, the... yeah, I couldn't remember the library okay. we work at right. every day. David A. Howe yeah. Public Library. Uh, we talk about book news, author news, and literary news. Yeah. And this that, week, all that stuff. Right on the big screen. Yeah. Unless you're watching this on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Then live. Crystal clear, but small screen. Yep. Thanks so. to our, our good friend, uh, Pete Mangles. From, of the radio, yeah. proof that video did not Which kill radio? the radio star. The oldie station, right? Well, he's on a couple. Pete, what, what are you on? Uh, 790 AM country and then oldies. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you should probably several. repeat that. So. Several. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right. So this is exciting. Country? So if you're listening, yeah. Oh. Country, yeah. too. All right. Wow. By choice? <laughs> okay. oh, oh, oh. Wow, a little peek inside there. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so if you're listening to us on the Angelica radio station or just downloading this uh, as you normally would, you also have the option of going to or our streaming YouTube page. Or streaming. Oh, uh, going to our YouTube page and seeing us in yeah. living color. Yeah. So. The YouTube page, which after we finish recording this, I need to update Yeah. because it's not updated. I won't tell you how far behind we are, Yeah. but it was... A little, a little behind. A little behind. That's okay, though. Yeah. And we don't have a tidy YouTube, like YouTube.com slash something. No, so we not. will post it you on need, Twitter you and Facebook. To, you used to be able to just so be able to describe, like, name your YouTube right away. Yeah. Now you have to have 100 subscribers. Yeah. I mean, we have way more than way that, more if that's what people are that. thinking. I don't, I don't think a lot of people use our YouTube page. So maybe this Tons will... do. Do they really? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> All right. All right, so what's new with you? Uh, not personally. Jeez. Oh, no, don't okay. get into that. I just brought my dog no, to the no. vet. He's he fine. He is fine. Just needed a booster. That's scary yeah. stuff because he's anxious. He ate chocolate a couple of weeks ago. That's dog. what you wanted to you talk that. about. That's great. So. Well, today we're going to. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the sixth season of Frasier. Frasier, really? Yeah. Okay. Go, all right. Yeah. We're going to have another little trek into the past. Uh, we're going to look yeah. at the 70s this time for our special 75th yeah. episode. Uh, talk about music, books, all the different things going yeah. on in the 70s. Probably not political stuff, but other stuff. Fun yeah, stuff. in the 70s? From the 70s. Yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into that later. Right now, we're going to talk uh, book news. What have we been... No, sorry. Bookmark. Jeez. What have we been reading? Put a camera on you and you start panicking. You start it. Start what we're reading? Book, yeah, bookmark. Okay. Go. Uh, I'm reading Every Hidden Thing by Kenneth Opal. Okay. That's a young adult book. Oh, okay. You know what that is. Do I? I've talked about it. It's the one oh. about the, the two kids that... They're in love, but their dads are competing. Yes, fossil okay. hunters. Yeah. Fossil. They're off to discover the. <laughs> How the, could I forget? They're off to discover the remains of the what first T Rex. What is that called? Every hidden thing. Every hidden thing. I think it involves not just the fossils, but their feelings for each other. Okay. So, right. you know, my problem with it is so far, as far as I am in the book, it seems like it's going to be more focused on the two kids in love. Well, doy. Rather than yeah anything dinosaur. You facts. thought it, you thought there was going to be teenage love, but that was going to take a backseat to them talking about fossils. I hoped. Okay. So. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I think what, you, what you're looking for yeah. is Michael Crichton's dragon teeth. Maybe. That will focus yeah. more on fossils and less on teenage love. I, I would assume. So. Yeah. I don't know. He's a renaissance man. So you <laughs> we'll never see. know. You never know. So, and then I, uh, I've just been, just been reading that in some comics. I haven't picked up another book since Micro. Mm. Like another, like, mm -hmm. book book. Letting it breathe. Yeah. Okay. So, but I am reading 100 Bullets. That's a graphic novel series by Brian Azarello. <laughs> Azarello? This is one that I always hear. That it's like it's always in lists of like, you should read this. It is I... in lists. It's a, uh, I don't know how to what describe it. it. Uh, it started where you, random people, it seemed like random people were being visited by this guy with a suitcase. And in the briefcase, Ooh. in the briefcase was a hundred bullets. Yeah. A hundred yeah. bullets, but they're untraceable. They're unmarked. So they can just use it with, wherever. And there's <laughs> also like a hundred thousand dollars or something in there. So they can just like, but the person giving them the briefcase usually had like, 
a reason for getting them to do this stuff. I see. And the story evolved. I don't love the so, series. So does each issue or each volume like go from one for a while? A but then, but then you realize there's like there's a group, there's a conspiracy. Okay. Um, it starts taking on more of like Gets a heavy. narrative. Okay. So like I said, I don't love it. Uh-huh. The art is usually a little bit too exaggerated for me. Mm. Um, but like, I, like I'm still reading it. Cartoony or like. Harsh. It's, it's weird. You'd have okay. to see it. It's All not right. like it's not cartoony, mm-hmm. but it's just it's a strange it's a strange style. It's hard to describe. Okay. Um, but I don't know why I keep reading it. I started it like in two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah. Like a, I was on Christmas break in right. two thousand seven, and my local library had the first couple of volumes, so I picked them up and I read them, and then I was like, "What else? What have I not finished like a few yeah. years ago?" And so I just been slowly going through this. Did I get you these when we were at the Houghton Library? Once or twice, fr- okay, it's maybe. very familiar to me. Yeah, all right, all right. I, like I'm, I'm only on volume seven. Okay, so I've been reading these for decades. It's wow. like the Alien movies. For go me. a little quicker. It's just gonna yeah. take me 20 years to finish this. Yeah. So maybe if we ever do that graphic novels for people who don't like superheroes episode, we'll talk more about it. Maybe you yeah. just didn't seem that enthusiastic about it. Well, other people would like. It. I oh, just see, I see. This, right. this is like an acclaimed not series, your, and I can see what people like about it. Ah. It just doesn't do so much for me. Right. But maybe it will. Okay. It's 13 volumes, so who knows? All right. It's so 100 Bullets, and what was the YA book again? Every Hidden Thing. Every Hidden Thing. Kenneth Boy, that's a YA title, isn't it? Yeah. Every Hidden Thing? Yeah. Mm. So. All right. Well, uh, I finished some things. Uh, one, uh, Green Brighter. Arrow. <laughs> no, I'm just distinguishing. I finished <laughs> a Green Arrow Volume 1, Death and Life of Oliver Queen. So this is uh, the first Rebirth title I've read. No, because I read Lois and Clark. But this follows a, a Green Arrow. Uh, and they really bring it in line with the, this is a the TV novel. show. Yes, it is. You have to say that. Uh, for better or worse, <laughs> they bring it in line with the TV show a little nice. bit. Started really cool. Started classic Green Arrow, and then was just like, Glah. So in this time, you would say he's failed the reader. He's failed the reader. Yeah, yeah okay. that's right. That's right. So we do have this in our collection. It's probably worth picking up. I don't think that I'll follow it. Okay. I doubt you would like it. I might. You don't know. Yeah, no, you might. That's why I said I doubt. Okay. I also finished this book called Wild Robot by Peter Brown. Do you know this book? Uh, yeah, it's a junior yeah. book. Yeah, juvenile. So this is this is shortlisted for some of the uh, youth awards. You described it as uh, too sad for you. It, yeah, well, I mean, sad's probably not the right word, but it's about five crates with robots <gasps> like wash up on a shore, right? And four of the crates crash into the rocks, uh, and one makes it. Okay. Roz, the robot, and then yeah. she's just on this island, yeah. and she just sort of like lives there and becomes a part of it, and it's just. I don't know the things that happen and like the connections she makes and mm-hmm. everything. It's just, it really draws you in, and then it's weirdly upsetting. Yeah. So I don't know how like a eight or ten year old reading that how they hey would man, we, process that. Hey man, we made stuff, it through the Iron Giant. Not you whew. because you've never watched the Iron no, Giant. No, I haven't. You're a monster. So but it was just one of those books that like I I don't know. I finished it and was just like oh you yeah. know like I just couldn't shake it off. All I was right. just feeling like you need to watch Iron Giant. Sad. I'm okay. telling you, I'm not you resistant like it. to it's watching pulpy, it. It's they love Superman. He's, Let's do they're it. always talking about it. I'm Vin in. Diesel. I don't. I don't think that's where he got his start. That's start. A, that's the selling point. You think? Well, Vin, he plays the giant. The Vin Diesel. He plays the robot. Okay. But it's very. It's just like. I can't do it. Okay. I'm not going to do an impression of Vin Diesel. There was movie. a little. There was a hint of one, and I liked yeah. it. It was good. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so those are the ones I finished. I'm currently reading A Fountain Filled with Blood. It's a pretty rough title. What is that? It's the second Claire Ferguson novel by Julie Spencer Fleming. <gasps> uh, so the book club is reading this in a little while. I'm getting a jump start on Did it. Did we already mention why last week? I think so, but I was about to. Okay, go ahead. Julie Spencer Fleming, uh, best-selling author, uh-huh. is coming to the David A. Howe Public Library say, oh, right, on March 31st. I, I said, say what last time? Yeah. But I was like, say what? Yeah, I like it. Okay. 
And then I, it still makes yeah. me think about March thirty first. You say? Yeah, March thirty first. She's coming. We'll have some books here uh, for her to sign. She'll yeah. talk about her books. We can ask her when the next volume is coming out because a lot of people in the book club are really anxious for book mm. nine or ten, I think. Right. And it's been a, a gap, so uh, people okay. want to know. Yeah. So that's that's coming up. But anyway, I'm reading that. Um, I think I think uh, the the titles of these books come from lines from hymns. Mm -hmm. So fountain filled with blood by itself sounds much more gruesome than this mm, actually is sure though it's does. not an easy story i'll tell you okay. um it's it's a little darker than mm. than the first book so i'm curious to see how the book club gang is going to like it because okay. it's a pretty stark um, contrast but i'm right. enjoying it so far listening to some of it on audiobook and it's right. a really bad narrator oh so yeah that, i was in the car with you when yeah that was happening. that's that was the one terrible. that's the one she keeps doing voices her her yeah. cop She's like trying to do a gravel voice, but it yeah. sounds like a hobgoblin. Yeah. It's like, when did he come to the store today? It's too ah. much. It's too much. Yeah. And she's she's got sort of like a a faint accent that just yeah. one of them had like, yeah this one is of them in had Maine. like a southern twang. What are you twang. doing? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. So well, I kind of feel like Maine is the state that the South forgot. Oh. So interesting. Should I not have said that? Interesting. It's too late now. Okay. Too yeah. late. Yeah. <laughs> All our Maine listeners right. just turned out. Or so I'm uh, I'm just trying to get a jump start on it. So I'm going to switch away from the audio because I really mm -hmm. am not liking it. But. Um, I like the story. I don't like the audio book. Okay. Anyway, uh, now I'm reading this. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man, Brand New Day. And just as you promised, it's not good. No. I don't like it's it. It's not good. I don't like it. I don't right. like the style. I, I don't told like you, the you got to get, you gotta get five volumes in before that series gets good. I don't hate it. I just, I don't know. I told, it's, they, just, it's nothing special. They, they, they were given the mandate. They can't use classic Spider-Man villains. Yeah. They can't use, like, they had a change his whole supporting cast so certain people had to leave for a while right they had to just do all this stuff it's just yeah nobody could i don't i yeah. don't understand it gets but, better okay so it does get it gets better and then it gets like great mm -hmm. so. i read a couple of random volumes in this run uh early on you things the that, things that you returned yeah. from yeah 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 i read a few things like that, too. so so i don't know sorry man i don't know i'm not digging it but i'll probably stick with it a little bit you gotta you know you have to i know we have uh, one of the series the new ways to die that's when it gets good yeah okay that's when it gets really good all right new ways to yeah die. we had to that was lost we had to repurchase that yeah but it's got a lot of stuff. checkouts yeah that's american cool. sun is good okay there's a lot of good stuff in there all right we'll talk more when you i will definitely dig into those nice i got a pretty good spider-man collection i think here wouldn't you say no no, we we we've got a what's the word? A I responsibility, know. a uh, great responsibility uh, to uh, to get more. Okay, we we do got some. I actually just donated one. It's okay. an older one from the '90s, but it's pretty good. Right. I thought you were gonna go for like a great powers, great responsibility, Spider-Man. I don't understand. From the Spider-Man films. Go on. Where he says that a hundred times. In Never. It's not important. Okay. It's not important. It's not All important. All right. Book news. Yeah, let's do it. All right. What, what do, you do got? we got? No, you Me. go first. All right. Boy, uh, that was I've all got... at the same time. It was adorable. <laughs> I should have jinxed you. Yeah, I could, then, I but then you would have had to buy me the coke. Yeah, and I would have had to do the whole podcast by myself. All right, these are the books that are coming out January 24th. Okay. Let me make sure I got my day right. Yep. Looking at the calendar. Checks out. Okay, thanks. January 24th, Thank two, you. Really yeah, 2017. Yep. You excited for these? I, All right, let's get the first one. Okay. City of Saints and Thieves by Natalie C. Anderson. I don't know. No. I just saw this one a bunch, being recommended on a bunch of different sites. Oh, okay. So I thought I'd mention it. What is it about? Uh, if you're going to be a thief, the first thing you need to know is that you don't exist. I'm always saying that. Yeah. Am I not always saying that? Y you do say it a lot. You said it on my birthday. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Like, everybody no. else was like, happy birthday, and you yeah. said that. It actually kind of pulled the focus. And yeah. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Sorry. It's fine. Okay. You only turned 31, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Clownfish Blues by Nick Gunning. Just kidding. Huh. By Tim Dorsey. Okay. So, it's a clownfish. Oh, I oh, know that name. Dorsey? Yeah. 
I don't know what he's written. I don't know either. All right. Well. Clownfish Blues. Yeah. Do we like the title? I don't know. A clownfish should be really sad. Like Let's yeah. see what is he's. Oh, he's written lots of stuff. Florida Roadkill, Hammerhead Ranch Motel, Orange <laughs> Crush, uh, Coconut Cowboy, Tiger Shrimp Tango. <laughs> I guess he's got a thing. Gator. Yeah. Oh, Gator a go go. That's my favorite. All right, there that's we go. a good one. Okay. Uh, when Elvis attacks. <laughs> oh wait, sorry. That's when elves attack. <laughs> oh, right. boy, the Elvis one would have been perfect. Yeah, when Elvis attacks. That'd be great. Elvis hey, come on now. I'm gonna carve you up. <laughs> okay, jeez. Yeah. Dark at the Crossing by Elliot Eckerman. Why did I pick this book? From the author of the acclaimed Green on Blue. Only you can answer that. I guess question. that's why I was asking. Have you heard of uh, Green on Blue? No. Well, it's acclaimed. No. Uh, a timely new novel of stunning humanity and tension, a contemporary love story set on the Turkish border with Syria. Sure. So there we go. Mm -hmm. uh, Days Without End uh, by Sebastian. We've Barry. all had a few of those. Am I right? Yeah. Day Days uh, Without End. He's won the Man Booker Prize. Oh, no. He's been a two-time Man Booker Prize finalist. Oh, boy. Always a bridesmaid. Yeah. Sebastian Barry. Mm -hmm. So this is a powerful new novel of duty and family set against the American Indian in Civil Wars. Nothing? Sure. Okay. Death's Mistress, Sister of Darkness. The, uh, maybe it's <laughs> that not, subtitle really took it there. That well, was good. maybe uh, it's not pronounced this way, but I see it as the Nikki Chronicles huh. by Volume 1, but I don't think it's the Nikki. It might be the Nietzsche. It's N-I-C-C-I. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. this is by Terry Goodkind. Ah, okay. So, he's pretty popular. Is he popular? I don't know. Not here. Actually, I think he's sort of, his older books got checked out a lot, but we were getting the recent ones, yeah. and they just never move, so right. we don't we don't get them unless people really ask Remind me who John Lescarot is. Am I saying that right? Lescarot? I know who you mean. All right. Uh, well, he's got a lot of things. I've read The Hunt Club from him, but he's he's a pretty popular. That must be it. Well, he's got yeah. a new book out. It's called Fatal. Okay. So, uh, I have a song that I listen to on Halloween called Fatal. Really? You remember that? No. It was like, that's fatal. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. What does that by, have to do uh, with Halloween? Oh, it's it's about Blade, the vampire. Blade the vampire. Yeah. Okay. And Dracula. It's a. It's really about. Dra I mean, it's about Blade and Dracula. Sorry. It's I from asked. the third. It's from Blade Trinity. Okay. I had the soundtrack. Yes. At one point, I don't know why. Good. Uh, this is gonna confuse you. No Man's Land. What? By Simon Tolkien. Well, because No Man's Land by David Baldacci. David Baldacci. Yeah. Well, this is by Simon Tolkien. Oh. This is inspired by the real life experiences of his grandfather, J.R.R. Tolkien, wow. during World War One. Simon Tolkien delivers a perfectly rendered novel, rife with class tension, period detail, and stirring action, ranging from sharply divided society of North England to the trenches of the Shire. Just kidding. Of the <laughs> So I totally believed you. Yeah. I, didn't even, I didn't even bat an eye. So I don't think this has okay. anything to do with the Shire. Probably not. Or, no. or anything. No, but that won't stop people from buying it, checking it out, reading it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number 11 by Jonathan Coey. Coe? I don't know. I... Br I I'm picking this one because it's called The Long-Awaited Sequel to The Winshaw Legacy. No? The 1995 novel that introduced American readers to one of Britain's most exciting new writers? Sorry. Well, uh, other people have been long-awaiting this. So long-awaited that Number I forgot. Number 11. Mm -hmm. uh, Rise, How a House Built a Family by Kara Brookins. If you were inspired by Wild and Eat, Pray, Love, Ooh. you'll love this extraordinary true story of a woman taking the greatest risk of her life in order to heal from the unthinkable. So it's another one of those comparing it to things. Yeah, I mean, like, like Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. yeah. If you liked Girl on the Train. Okay, uh, you say that. 
but The Girl Before by J.P. Delaney is in the tradition of The Girl on the Train, yeah. The Silent Wife, <laughs> yes. and get this, Gone Girl. Oh. Well, it's an wow. psychological thriller that spins one woman's seemingly good fortune and another woman's mysterious fate through Uh-oh. a kaleidoscope of duplicity, death, and yeah. deception. I bet some darkness and depression are going to sneak yeah, in there. Yeah. Cause people to make some reckless decisions, yeah. probably. Yeah. Good for Gone Girl, though, making a comeback. Because for a long time, it was everything was... Girl on like, the Train. Like, well, first it was Gone Girl. Yeah. You know, Girl on the Train came out. It was like the next Gone Girl. Yeah. Turned out to be the next Gone Girl. Yeah. And then everything else tried to be like Girl the third the yeah. Gone Girl, which was Girl on the Train. <laughs> <laughs> so now this one's like both of them, so it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. How can right. you not? Yeah. Silver City, a novel of the American West. That's your favorite wow, America, wow, wow. is that right? The American West? Yeah. I like the West. All right. Cash McLendon. Oh, this is by James <laughs> Jeff Goon. His name is Goon? Cash. Anyway, yeah. Cash like McLendon it. faces Stone Cold Enforcer Killer Boots in an Old West showdown. Is this a cat? Is he fighting a cat? Yes, Killer Boots the cat. Okay. Uh, it's the best-selling author, I guess. Uh, follow-up to Buffalo Trail. Oh, sure. Buffalo Unless Trail. I'm reading that wrong and it's Buffalo Trial. But I can't imagine. like Buffalo a Trial, of- as yeah. presided over by Clint McGavin, Cowboy Lawyer. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, let's see, last paragraph of this. Now McLendon, accompanied by Joe Saint and Major Mulkins, oh. hit the trail Manger? in pursuit of Gabriel... Yeah, Major Major Mulkins. Okay, so everybody in this book has to have a name that at least the first or last name has to be a noun. Right. Is that right? Something hit the that trail in, in pursuit society. of Gabriel and Killer Boots. Hoping Russ to make Bucket McGillicuddy. It's had too to... late. <laughs> the book that changed America, oh, Darwin's boy. theory of evolution, ignited oh. a nation. Okay. What do you think it was? I don't know. What book would you think? I thought it was just going to be a bold claim, you know, like Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a compelling portrait of a unique moment in American history when the ideas of Charles Darwin reshaped American notions about nature, religion, science, and race. Origin of species. Yes. Is what they're, okay. Yeah. Which is the prequel to the species. Ah, yeah. The Patriots. Sana Mm -hmm. Krasikov. Mm. Mm, All right. Sweeping multi-generational debut novel about idealism, betrayal, family secrets that takes us from Brooklyn in the 1930s, to Soviet Russia, to post-Cold War America. Wow. I like multi-generational family sagas. You sure do. So maybe I'll check it out. What's Name it called? two. What is it called? This is The Patriots. The Sun by Philip Meyer. Uh-huh. And The Century Trilogy by Kent Fuller. are some this of This is uh, The Patriots by... The Patriots. Mm. Pretty generic name. Sorry. I don't like it. Well, you can bring that up with Sana. Okay. Uh, the Signal Flame by Andrew Krivik. Why am I very... Oh, because this is a second novel... From National Book Award finalist. Ah. Finalist. Can't Andrew get any winners Krivik, in there, huh? mm. A heartbreaking, captivating story about a family awaiting the return of their youngest son from the Vietnam War. Mm. Ooh, dark. Timely with our 70s podcast, though. Sure is. Yeah. The Spider and the Fly, a reporter, a serial killer, and the meaning of murder. So which one is the spider and which one is the fly and what is the third one? Meaning of murder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Claudia right. Rowe. Okay. Is the nonfiction? Author. This is nonfiction we're in now? Uh, yes, it's the superb work of literary true crime, a spellbinding combination. Ah. Uh, let's see, 1998, young reporter Claudia Rowe was working as a stringer in the New York Times in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. How close are we to Poughkeepsie? No idea. Okay. When local police discovered the bodies of eight women, geez, stashed in an attic and basement of a small <laughs> colonial home of a painfully I mean, polite 27 year old college student shared with his parents and sister. Jeez. No, oh, thank you. Uh, the True Flag, Theodore Roosevelt, oh. Mark Twain. So we're moving on. Yeah. Theodore Roosevelt didn't stack up. No. Okay, all right. Uh, the yeah. True Flag, Theodore Roosevelt, Mark not, Twain. Not and... a clear transition is all. Sorry. Sorry. 
The True Flag, Theodore Roosevelt, Mark Twain, and the Birth of an American Empire. Did they like go around and solve mysteries together? Mark Twain and Theodore yeah. Roosevelt? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Teddy. We got to solve a crime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is by Stephen Kinzer. Hmm. He's the author of Overthrow and the Brothers. Okay. So I guess it's, uh, let's see, Re- revealing a piece of forgotten history transports us to the dawn of the 20th century when the United States first found itself with the chance to dominate faraway lands. Uh, so it's about people deciding if we should be an imperial expansion or if we should preach restraint. Okay. Mark Twain versus Theodore Roosevelt. Clash of Giants. In the ring. Mm-hmm. Yep. My money's on Teddy Roosevelt. In the ring? Yeah. yeah. I think Mark Twain would have some sort of like pithy comment. Teddy yeah. Roosevelt would just Is like roundhouse him right Mark played by Vanilla Ice? No. Like, no, uh, played by Val Kilmer. Oh, jeez. So actually, that, that changes things a little bit. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, Val Kilmer's crazy like a fox. You never know what he's going to do. That's true. I got this. Okay. By uh, To Gold and Beyond. Oh. By Lori Hernandez. Mm-hmm. You know who she is? Nope. She's the Olympic gold medalist. Oh, she's uh, got this. From the Olympics? Yeah, medal- that's usually Gym- where they're she's from. She's a gymnast. Yeah. She was also on Dancing with the Stars. You know what? I think she won. That- Congratulations. Yeah, so. Oh, that, that always seems a little bit like cheating when you have like a gymnast or somebody yeah. who's like a figure skater. Yep. It's like you're basically yeah. just dancing on ice. Yeah. And so. then you get Gary Busey. Right, who yeah. Who can only move like yeah. one arm at a time. Right. <laughs> Right. So. right. Here's an ice dancer or Lando Calrissian. Who's going to win? Yeah. Who's going to win? So. Did you forget Billy D. Williams' name right there? No, I remember. Okay. I just thought it would be funnier so. if I called him Lando. All right. It looks uh, like she's was the it? only... What? Funnier? Mm. That I called him Lando. Mm. Okay. Uh, it looks like she doesn't have a co-author. Live and learn. So it looks like she's a dancer, an Olympian, and a writer. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. La La Land, music from the motion picture soundtrack. Normally, we don't talk about just, you know... Uh, piano song books or anything almost never but la la land that's pretty cool yeah it's all original songs we have the soundtrack so it'll be fun here yeah we don't we don't have any we do have a few of these books like song books oh sure down in the, yeah, the in stacks oversized. like guitars and yeah. uh, like the best like rock songs we have a great beatles book 70s. I know. yeah mm-hmm. maybe we should get this maybe we huh? should maybe you should promise our listeners right now mm-hmm. that you're going to commit to getting la la land music from the motion picture soundtrack if three people ask i'll do it okay well i'm one right no you don't count darn <laughs> Uh, the You I've Never Known. Oh, hey. By Ellen Hopkins. Oh, title. Yes, okay, this good. is the a young adult writer. Getting real. She she wrote like the Burn series. You know what I'm talking about? No. Ellen Hopkins, Burn, Rumble, no. Traffic. No. All all these are familiar to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're like they're like <laughs> short. They're, they're short. They're squat books, but they're like really thick. Tilt, perfect. Smoke, tricks, identical. Okay. Well, we have a bunch of them in our okay. young adult books, so. This one's coming out. Oh, I've lost the book now. I can't describe it. It looks rumble. You know, okay. How do you live your life if your past is based on a lie? Whoa. Yeah. Probably now let me read the description, Nick. Through a series of lies and deception. <laughs> it's I a new say. novel in both verse and prose. Now we're back to novels. You're, you're hard to track today. I can't. I'm done. I've got nothing left. Oh, okay. Hit us with a... Uh... That was it? That was it? That was so but, many. I mean, whatever you just said there, you never finished it. What was this one? What's this one you're talking about? The, the you I've never known? <sighs> whatever. <laughs> whatever i'll go all right so let's talk about some things that are coming up uh, in a couple of months most of these are coming out in march and april so you've got plenty of time i do yeah okay yeah start tucking away your pennies and your nickels your dimes bills will work too Mm -hmm. you know and then go to your uh local store and buy these or smarter check them out free of charge from your local library yeah the david a howe library i want to support an author yeah right it's rude confusing (laughs) all right uh showdown by louis l'amour coming out in large print as you recall, uh, Louis L'Amour is dead. So this is not a new book 
I recall that now. By him. <laughs> but it's new to large print. Yeah. So. Do you think it'd be rude if I got up and grabbed one of those bottles of water? No, I think. now we're on, like, camera. Please. I don't want no, people go to ahead. see how. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I- I'm going to be back. Yeah. Oh. Oh, look at that. Wow. wow. Our <laughs> producer, Pete Mangles. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right, Showdown by Louis L'Amour. I just got a vision of what the world could be like. I know, it'd be <laughs> it great. Awesome. Pete, do you want to be our intern? He's, he might He might do it. Yeah, he, he needs it. He needs we'll, the credits. We'll talk off camera. We don't want to. Uh, Rock Bannon. Oh, that's a name. Rock Bannon. That's a name. Yeah. Rock Bannon, wounded in an Indian attack, is rescued by a wagon train heading to Oregon. He has fully recovered when the train pulls into a fort to stock up on supplies. It is there that the leaders of the train meet Morton Harper. I don't like that name so much. Morton? Yeah. Or Harper. As, either together a, yeah a smooth talking man who persuades them to take an easier trail that will allow them to escape an oh, attack no. by indians you don't want to take bannon knows trail. that there will be no escape from attack on the route and that it will lead the train directly into hardy bishop's vast ranching domain either way and probably both <laughs> it'll mean war and yeah. the war the pioneers will undoubtedly lose oh looks like they're heading for a showdown darkness <laughs> the title is showdown okay. they're heading for a showdown by, but i like where your head was at i like the darkness yeah. uh showdown by louis lamore so that's coming to you in large print we will have this in march so better put your hold request in now okay uh let's move on to standard print susan wittig elbert the last chance olive ranch I Olive like that. ranch i like be- how it almost rhymes it yeah. doesn't but it's still fun to say say it should it. be the last set the last chance olive branch yeah if it was olive branch it would make last more sense like this is the last chance to extend branch. the olive branch that's true oh that's the a whole series yeah. right you could just keep going last chance olive branch book number 25 in her china bales series i have not read these books so i can't tell you if they're good or not in this exciting new mystery from new york times best-selling author susan wittig albert china bales fears for her husband's life as an escaped convict targets oh, him Woo. <laughs> Max Mantell, the killer McQuaid put away years ago, has busted out of McQuaid! Huntsville Prison and appears to be headed for Pecan Springs. That's it. I can't take anything seriously with a name like yeah. Pecans. Pecan? Do you say pecan or pecan? Pecan. Like if I say pie? Pecan pie. This is a pecan pie. I guess I say pecan. If it's with a pie. Yes. But if you just have a single solitary pecan. Oh, hey, you have a pecan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fat free pecan. No, because I'll also say pecan. Dude, that is confusing. Yeah, I know. It is. We're not going to get to the bottom of this today, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, coming out April 18th. This one is going to be popular. We'll probably have two copies of it. People probably are trying to put a hold on this right now because people go crazy for David Baldacci. Yes. They go crazy. Okay. Uh, following <laughs> his number one New York Times bestsellers, Memory Man, and The Last Mile, David Baldacci returns with his next thriller featuring Detective Amos Decker. Amos. Amos Decker, book three. Mm-hmm. This Speaking of Decker, have you watched the trailer for uh, Blade Runner 2049 or whatever it's called? No, I haven't. I saw it at a movie? Which word I I don't like Blade Runner, so I don't really feel... Yeah, I don't really love it either. I, it's pretty... Maybe back then it was like, whoa, but now yeah. I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of boring. Yeah, I know. The, exactly I like the last... I like the third act. I don't even remember. It's where... Uh, it never felt exciting to me. It's where he, the uh, replicant goes nuts and starts chasing him through the warehouse. Okay. All right. And then that. he delivers that speech about, like, tears in the rain. Yeah. When you said Decker originally... Ryan I thought, Gosling... I thought you were saying Becker. Oh, I thought no. we were going to talk about Ted Danson's comeback talk about vehicle. Becker. Can pretty, you? Pretty good show. Yeah, I think it's a good show. So, You want to do a, a Becker rewatch podcast? I guess. Yeah. Pizza I don't think, like anybody's, radio I don't think anybody's doing us, it. He could probably get us hooked up. 
so this is again the third book in the Amos Decker trilogy. Although there will probably be more. As of now, it stands as a right. trilogy. This is the fix yeah. coming out April eighteenth. Speaking of Decker, when's the last time you had a multi-layered hamburger? It's been a while. Yeah, okay. Been a little longer than I like to admit. <laughs> okay. Steve Barry. You, now you're a Steve Barry fan, right? I don't know. Steve Barry. <laughs> Uh, to me, maybe he predates Dan Brown, but it seemed like he came to prominence when Dan Brown was big mm-hmm. with like the Da Vinci Code and in the aftermath of that when it was all sort of like, well, there's lots of secret societies with little clues you can follow. Okay. Uh, so that's, I feel like when Steve Barry sort of rose a little bit higher than he had been in the past. I've never uh, heard this name before. Oh, you recognize the books. Romanoff Prophecies, a big one. Nope. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, but this is book 12 in his Cotton Malone. Okay. I don't think I like that name either. If your name is Cotton Malone, you need to play like the trumpet in a jazz band in 1920. Okay. I don't think that it's a good name for somebody chasing around secret societies. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's Cotton Malone the third. So if you've read Cotton Malone books one through 11, as most of us have, then you're in luck because The Lost Order is here for you on April 4th, 2017. The Lost Order continues renowned New York Times top five bestseller he's got to get that in there steve barry's cotton malone series with another riveting history-based anywhere on this list i don't either (laughs) uh this is coming out in april okay uh finally mary higgins clark back and better than ever uh with (laughs) all she'd appreciate that all by myself alone Mm. all by myself alone you don't disapprove unapproved Disapprove. Yeah, disapprove. Coming out April 4th from, from Mary Higgins Clark. I read some of her recent stuff. I like it okay. It's very, I mean, they're not cozy mysteries mm. because, like, some stuff goes down. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty light. Okay. Not Carol Higgins Clark light, right. but light. Okay. Uh, All By Myself Alone by Mary Higgins Clark. A glamorous cruise right there. Sounds I like mean, a show tune. I like a murder mystery on a cruise yeah. because you're stuck on a cruise yeah somebody's going to cruise jail you know that's happening somebody's <laughs> yeah. going to be stuck in a brig yeah in a cruise yeah ship yeah i read a great murder she wrote murder on qe2 donald vane okay. check it out yeah. what about zombies on a cruise How zombies on it? has that? it has it been done yeah probably okay times. <laughs> no i don't like that i don't I think, like the whole I zombie think fear thing. the walking dead is doing that world war z is the only thing zombie related that i've ever liked so the movie the movie but you only like that because it's a pg-13 zombie movie yeah and there's no real like blood or anything yeah you, you don't really and see. they're like ants yeah really. yeah okay. yeah you get it you get it so you um, like them is it them or they the, the old uh sci-fi film where the ants are giant well i've never seen it oh so no it's a stephen king film darn it <laughs> a glamorous cruise on a luxurious ocean liner turns deadly in the latest mystery from queen of suspense I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. She could be queen of suspense. Okay. And number one New York Times bestselling author, Mary Higgins Clark. Yeah. Fleeing a disastrous and humiliating arrest of her husband-to-be on the eve of their wedding, uh. Celia Kilbride. Kilbride. Yeah. What was she wedding. expecting? Come on. <laughs> a gems and jewelry expert. Her uh-huh. name is Kilbride, and she's a gems and jewelry expert. Yeah, yeah. She's asking for it. Yeah. Hopes to escape from public attention by lecturing on a brand new cruise ship, the Queen Charlotte. Is that a thing? They have lectures on cruise ship yeah. by Jim. Actually, I just enthusiast. watched an episode of Frasier where he was going on a cruise to do a lecture. Is that true? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So you are prepared for this podcast. That's sure great. am. <laughs> on board, she meets 86-year-old... Still getting around by herself. That's impressive. On board, she meets 86-year-old Lady Emily Haywood, Lady M, as she is known throughout the world. Immensely wealthy, Lady M is the owner of a priceless emerald necklace that she intends to leave to the Smithsonian after the cruise. Do you think she's going to toss into the ocean like in Titanic? Spoiler. Darn it. <laughs> Sorry. All right, that's all I got. You going to okay. read any of those? No. I will probably pick up that Mary Higgins Clark at some point. Okay. 
Just Very a cold, good. a cold rainy night. Just yeah. curl up on the couch with my cats. Just <laughs> yeah. read that. Provided your novel. cats agree to it. Yeah, they probably won't. Yeah, they're they like Carol Higgins Clark, and I don't. Yeah, get it. that makes. I sense. don't get it at all. <laughs> yeah, but you know, teach his own. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine if that's what they like. Yeah. Well, I think we've hit segment time. Nope. You forgot all about the New York Times bestsellers list. You fool. You know what? I did. Yep. I'm not afraid to admit that. You know I made what the New York Times? You know what this list could? They have. Um, oh wait, this is a review. I'm all ears, man. They need somebody here who's like writing commentary about the. Is this the your list. pitch? No, I'm just saying like oh. we already do it, but they need oh. somebody like talking about the books. Instead, they just put a description. I mean, that's fine. You want to outsource our jobs to the mm. New York Times? I mean, if they're looking to You're hire. Talking yourself out of a job. Oh my gosh. All right. So what do we? What do we got? Uh, all the light we cannot see is at number twenty. Okay, thanks so, for checking we, in. We were just talking about that because we just ordered our copy of the DVD for our collection. Yeah. That movie was a bomb. I looked up. It cost $20 million to make worldwide. Wait, wait, wait. What? Do you mean the other one? Do you mean The Light Between the Oceans? The Light Between Oceans. Again? All right, we weren't talking Man. about All the Light We Cannot See. Forget it. Forget oh, wait, I so wait, that. hold on. All the Light We Cannot See is at number 20. Is at number 20. And Light Between Oceans is long we gone just ordered our, from this list. Right. We just All right, ordered. two separate things. Okay. We just had the book club on Kristen Hanna's The Nightingale, uh-huh. which I got to say, there was 10 of us in here, which was one of the bigger book clubs, and it was like thumbs up all around. A nice. few dissenters. And I was kind of like, it was fine. Yeah. But um, a lot of talk also about uh, all the now I, all the light all we the light see. we cannot see. A lot of talk about that one too. Yeah. Uh, that one I think is supposed to be a little bit like deeper. And, and, and which one did you read intense. from book club? Light Between Oceans. So you got to read all the light we cannot see. Yeah, but it did. You know, talking about it, it, it made us all kind of want to read that. I've hesitated to do it because it's so long. Right. And the longer the book, the harder it is to do a book club on. Right. I found. But anyway, yeah, I'll true. probably end up reading that. All right. After the Nightingale haunted us for so long, mm-hmm. I finally just read it. Got right. out of my system. Gone. Let's see what else fell out of the uh, top 10. Ooh, Woman in Cabin 10 is at 18. Fell Better out than that other one. So did Night School by Lee Child. Oh. It's at number 16. Oh, no. But you know what's gone completely? Uh, the Chemist by Stephanie Meyer. Uh, that'd be a spoiler. But no, that's Star Wars uh, Rogue One novelization. Mm. Got to hang out there for three weeks and that's now it's good, gone. though. I mean, still, yeah. a novelization? Yeah. Three weeks on the New York that's Times. That's the only Star Wars list. book I've. No, we saw Catalyst. Bloodline was a bestseller. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good for Star Wars. Yeah. It needs the attention. Yeah. All no right. one's talking about Star Wars yeah. anymore. Oh, I guess I should mention number 11 because it's got the asterisk. And that I guess. means that its sales are indistinguishable Ooh, for number 10. Yeah. So number 11 is Tom Clancy, True Faith and Allegiance by Mark Reaney. Mm. And then number 10 is new. It's The Guest of South Battery by Karen White. <laughs> Spirits invade the life of a Charleston realtor. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, a number lot of nine, great accents in that. Number nine, No Man's Land by David Baldacci. Not... The Tolkien the book. New, the Tolkien thing, yeah. yeah. Number eight, The Chemist by Stephanie Meyer. Oh, Tell you what, I can read there. this description. A specialist in, chemi- in uh, chemically controlled torture on the run from her former employees takes on one last job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could read that summary a lot more. I could keep going as opposed to what we just did. Carve the Mark last okay. week. Yeah. Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth. Yeah. It's one, a young, young, one young adult writer yeah. going onto something new and the same thing with the other one. Yeah. Do you remember how... The yeah, gifts. it was terrible. It was terrible. So. Yeah, this uh, the chemist is supposedly very influenced by uh, Jason Bourne. My sister in law, who read uh, the chemist, said it had a Bourne esque vibe. Okay. I think it's dedicated to Jason Bourne, the character. I, yeah, I think wow. so. She ran out of loved ones. I, I think she did. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, small great things by Jody Picoult. Mm, like pop tarts. Yeah. Small, what did you say last time? Donuts. Donuts. Donuts yeah. and donuts holes. Donuts, and now you're saying yeah. pop tarts. Yeah, I love yeah. a good pop tart. Yeah, I eat them cold. Do you ever have a grape Pop-Tart? 
No. When I was a kid, because I grew up in, you know, Serial City in right. Michigan, we would occasionally, like, they would donate to churches or whatever, their extra stuff. My church had, like, a giant box of grape Pop-Tarts, <laughs> which they made, and, and okay. all the stores were like, pass, we don't want it. Yeah. So I've had a lot of grape Pop-Tarts in my life. Okay. <laughs> awesome. That's it. They were small. They were great. They were things. All right. Number six, Below the Belt, Stuart Ooh, Woods. look out. Yeah. Well, we're going to be doing that bit for a couple of weeks, I Probably, guess. yeah. yeah. Uh, Actually, that's pretty optimistic for Stuart Woods. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Does is he not? Does he not have the longevity of uh, a Nicholas Sparks? Would you say? No, I think that. I mean, people want them when they come out. Right. They're popular. They're going to get it. But I don't. It's not one that so okay. many people want that it stays right. on the list for weeks and weeks. Um, number five, "Cross the Line" by James Patterson. Yeah. Number four, two by two. Actually, I think that one's doing pretty well compared to line. a lot of these. It's been on there eight weeks. Yeah, a lot of the James Pattersons that yeah. just you know pop up there. Yeah. And then they're out of there. Yeah. I don't know if they're done with NYPD Red or not. Couldn't tell you. Because I've read. I read Couldn't tell form. you. Not sure I could care. You're not sure? Yeah. So there's a chance. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, number four, Two by Two by Nicholas Sparks. 15 weeks. Good reminder. We're doing a Nicholas Sparks spotlight. Oh, boy. I know. I know. I checked out a couple. I pulled up a couple from the stacks. I'm like, this is the one I'm going to read. I read a few pages. And I'm like, oh. You know what? I think the cover for this book is doing it. I think it's the reason why it's like staying on there. Okay. It's. So you got the dad, yeah. but it cuts off like right around uh, the chest, right? Okay. And then it's the little girl, and he's like dancing with her, and her feet <sighs> are on his feet. Ah, uh, So classic. I think people just see that go like, oh, oh look yeah, at that. Yeah. yeah. Number three, The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. Colson 23 Whitehead. weeks on the list. Yeah, boy. That one has given me some strife right now because it's our next book club book, uh-huh. and it's like Super hugely popular, popular yeah. again. So I thought we'd be safe. I thought enough time would have passed that we'd be safe. You think it's back up because of the national book? Yeah, I think yeah. that helps. Yeah, definitely. Sure does. So it's hard to get. So there's like a huge waiting list for yeah. it. So I actually ordered us a couple extra copies because we just yeah need it. There's too many holds. Yeah. So number two, The Whistler, by John Grisham. Two. That's pretty good. Yeah. Twelve weeks. Good. That's what you get when you only do like one a year or every other year. You one know, a year. It sticks out there. <laughs> Still a lot. Yeah. Uh, number one, last one, uh, two weeks on the list, The Mistress by Daniel Steele. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. The beautiful new mistress of a Russian oligarch falls in love with an artist and yearns for freedom. Mm-hmm. That's what it's got. New one coming out very soon. A new Daniel Steele? Daniel Steele, yeah. yeah, just coming so out in March. This, was, this only came out two weeks ago. I know. Hey. Crazy. Uh, can I mention the number one book on the young adult one real quick? <sighs> I can't let you. Oh. Well, go ahead. All right. Actually, I'm going to tell you the top two. Last two. I'll much. start with number one. Okay. It's Roseblood by A.G. Howard. I bring this up because I just ordered our copy, so we're going to get this. It's a ahead uh, of the curve. Nice work. It's that retelling of the Phantom of the Opera. Bum, 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 bum. But number two, bum, 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 new this bum, week, bum. Wind Witch. Oh. oh. The chandelier was supposed to drop when you said Phantom of the Opera. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Number two is Windwitch. Windwitch. Wow. You were super excited for that. I know. I'm super. I mean, excited. I know you're Ridiculous more excited for uh, Burger Witch. Burger Witch. Yeah. The third book. Yeah. So. Okay. So again, Bone Witch is real, but a different series. Right. Truth Witch is real. Right. That's the sequel to. No, that's Truth Witch is the first one. Truth Witch, and then Windwitch. Windwitch. Okay. It's part of the Truth Earth Witch, Witch series. No, I don't Fire, know. Fire Fire Witch. Maybe. Fire Witch is a good title. So you think the elements in this universe are wind, fire, and truth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that is Chris Rock. Yeah. No. Chris, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker Who Witch? is the fifth element? Uh, That's Tucker. That's Chris Tucker. No. He he wasn't the fifth element. It was... Uh, no, yeah, but he's the, the actor. he's the, like, pop star guy. Yeah, that's Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yeah. Mila... Mila Jovovich. That's it. Is the, is fifth the fifth element. element. All right. Pretend I said that. Okay. Yeah. 
go on. Oh, that's it. <laughs> okay. That's it. Let's get to the segment okay. before you... Well... I just dropped my keys. Oh, no. Let's do it. Ready? Oh. Welcome to the 70s. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, for so our just, third we just, installment... we uh, just had Brando Sando. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. Elton, the time-traveling book, us back in time, taking yeah. us back in time to, to the, the 1970s for all yeah. the books through the ages. Yeah. That was... We were supposed to do that together. Oh. All the books... Through the no no that's the other thing that's the other thing one more time this is gonna be the one all All the books through the the ages of ages ages Ryan that's where I got confused we'll fix it in editing it's fine Um, so we're gonna talk about the seventies we're gonna talk about all sorts of stuff from the seventies but I will sure Zeppelin yeah (laughs) I will start as we normally do with a brief synopsis from history.com of the nineteen seventies okay Uh, spoiler alert the nineteen seventies were a tumultuous time. In some ways, the decade was a continuation of the 1960s. Women, African Americans, Native Americans, gays and lesbians, and other marginalized people continued their fight for equality, and many Americans joined the protest against the ongoing war in Vietnam. In other ways, however, the decade was a repudiation of the 1960s. Take that, 60s. A new right mobilized in defense of political conservatism and traditional family roles, and the behavior of President Richard Nixon undermined many Americans' faith and the good intentions of the federal government. By the end of the decade, these divisions and disappointments had set a tone for public life that many would argue is still with us today. Uh, But can you read the description for the 70s now? (laughs) Hey-oh! So that's depressing. Why don't we move on to prices from the 1970s? This is one of my favorite parts of this segment. The prices? A lot of times I don't know the current prices, so it's kind of (laughs) like I'm not sure... Like, like how much is mayonnaise be, now? Two fifty? Three? Remember one of the options was pumpkins? Do you remember that? Yeah. It's like pumpkins in the nineteen sixties. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you the price of a pumpkin right now. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna tell you some Well first, it depends uh, on the size of the pumpkin. If you wanted to mail a letter in the nineteen seventies, cost you six cents. Jeez. We're up to what, forty seven, forty eight? I don't know. I don't mail letters that much. Well, that's about it. Uh, average nineteen seventies home price approximately twenty seven thousand dollars. Nice. Annual tuition slash room and board at a state university, four hundred to twelve hundred per year. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Butter, a dollar thirty-three per pound. Nice. Bacon, eighty cents per pound. Oh my gosh. If bacon was still eighty cents per pound, you'd be dead. I'd be dead. Yeah. Coffee, a dollar ninety per pound. Toothpaste, seventy-five cents. You know what's sad? Tell me. If I found eighty cent bacon now, yeah, I'd probably still eat it, knowing that I shouldn't be eating eighty cent bacon no in two thousand seventeen. The only the only way you're gonna get eighty cent bacon is if it's bacos, Ugh, if it's yeah. just colored yeah. pieces of soy. If like somebody hit a pig on the highway, <laughs> a highway pig. <laughs> uh, frozen TV dinners, thirty-nine cents. Yeah, well, wasn't that just like starting yeah that, that was the, the wave of the future right there yeah. oranges seven cents per pound gas here's one we all know this yeah. was pre-oil crisis okay you. 36 cents per gallon whoa pretty good christopher walken maybe <laughs> what was he doing in the 70s oh you Who know knows? what i'll tell you later <laughs> oh you could get yourself a nice eight track player for 40 dollars though holy crap yeah, i think they're actually Sorry, I have said about that same price today <laughs> yeah that's true. cb radio 140 dollars breaker one nine breaker really? one nine this is big papa hog yeah. coming in is that I'm Big Papa. Now we know what, yeah, I mean, yeah, we know what a CB radio yeah. is. So if you hear that coming over your line, sure. that's me, folks. So say hello. Uh, men's down jacket, $20. <laughs> Not bad. Wrangler jeans, $10. Jeez. I think they're still $10. Yeah. Wrangler. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess I've just Tearing burned into Wrangler. Yes, I, I don't know. Uh, porcelain sink. Again, I don't know what these. Okay. $10. And finally... You're going to like this. Video games. Atari game cartridge, $20. Although they couldn't give away that E.T. game. Somewhere 
There's just landfills filled with the no, ET. No, they they dug that up. They unearthed it. They're not there it. anymore. It was Do they there's still a documentary. Work? You know, if you just blow into the cartridge, yeah, they'll still work. It'll play. No, there was a documentary like a um, about they one. It was about the crash yeah. and the uh, how Atari like fell and like the guy who made the ET game. It was about his life and everything. And then there was also they dug it up. Yeah. on camera and everything they were like are we gonna find it or not and there was like a huge crowd that's great uh people handing and then they did they found they didn't find et at first they kept digging and they realized it wasn't just et it yeah. was tons of atari michael games. jackson thriller was another one that they couldn't give away yeah it was yeah. it was just ridiculous yeah so. have you played much atari no i like atari oh. it's good stuff before my time i also had a an antelevision did you ever have one of those no it was like a a number pad and each game had its own little like slip cover that would mm-hmm. go in and then the buttons would do different things that was more 80s we'll talk about okay. that in our i, 80s I had podcast. an nes yeah As i had one of those too that was that was the first thing these I were had. just like laying around right. you know i think there was one in my grandpa's house that sort of thing i never played anything anyway. with the nes when i was a kid uh mattel hot wheels car 69 cents now they're only 99 cents so take that inflation yeah say we're doing just fine okay i don't know how much pumpkins cost in the 70s i wish i could tell you but yeah. i don't i guess there was a pumpkin decline i don't have then. a clue yeah. well let's halloween talk. always takes a hit when the conservative right takes over is that true i don't know i haven't noticed i just that made that up. up well it sounded real okay. uh let's talk about let's, let's do kids books first you got some kid books there the newberry winners yeah. of the 70s let's hear it all right so we're gonna go we're gonna through. be talking about the newberry winners of today in just a couple weeks next week Next week sounds right. Next week, that's right. We'll be talking about episode seventy-six. They're announced uh, the twenty-third, so yeah. you might already know the answers. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to all the books when we go through the decades, yeah. we look to see the award winners in books. So we've got the Newberry winners, mm-hmm. uh, the Hugo winners. We've got what do you have? I've the got Pulitzer Prize. Prize, and I also have some Tony Awards as yeah. well to give you Tony Awards. Sample. And we go through best the picture would be good as well. Yeah, you got, I that. got that. Okay. So Hit me. let's see what won in 1970. Okay. The Newbery Medal Award winner was William H. Armstrong's Sounder. Are you familiar nope. with this? Me and Nick have a hard time with the Newbery Medal winners. Apparently, yeah. I, I realized that maybe well, I wasn't in high of a reading class as I had hoped as a kid. But that's one that's like we've discussed. The Newberries don't often translate into like They're, best sales or become true. like there's a few classics. there's a few i recognize uh every now and then but let's see no, 1971 uh betsy bears summer of the swans i feel like i've seen this or maybe i'm thinking swan pond or something i don't know maybe i'm thinking the swan princess that almost rhymes swan pond swan pond yeah yeah all right well summer of the swans uh robert c o'brien's one in 1972 for Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. I have read this. <laughs> I read this only a few years ago. Oh. I didn't get to read it in school. But I read it out and I really liked it. Time. And then I, I watched like... the uh, Don Bluth film. Yeah. And I still liked it, but it was weird. It brought in this like weird magic element that the books didn't have. Hmm. So okay. I would definitely suggest if you haven't read I the Rats of Nim. I know of the movie, but I haven't read or seen it. So. Yeah. It's good. Uh, 1973, Gene Craighead George wrote Julie of the Wolves. Did you say crackhead? No, Craighead. Craighead. Yeah. Okay, that's more appropriate. Uh, Julia of the Wolves. I only just read this like last year. Wow. Like last Christmas. I wasn't... Hey, I last Christmas was I, I gave you my heart. Very yeah. next day, you gave it yeah. away. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have given me the uh, receipt. Yeah, I guess so that's true. That was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I got myself some shoes instead. Really? Really nice shoes. Good yeah. for you. You needed Nikes. them. You needed them. So, uh, 1974, Paula Fox for The Slave Dancer. 1975, Virginia Hamilton for M.C. Higgins the Great. No. All right. Man. Sorry, man. 1976, Susan Cooper, the Grey King. I'm not doing well. Yeah. 1977, Mildred Taylor, Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. Nope. All right. 1978, Catherine Patterson. Oh, Bridge of Terabithia. Okay. This one still gets play. Yeah. 
I haven't read it. I, I don't know what it is. I haven't okay. read it either. Hmm. It's supposed to be really sad. It makes yeah. kids cry. That's what I hear. Uh, and then 1979, Ellen Raskin, The Wrestling Game. Isn't no. all wrestling just a game? That's a good question. <laughs> okay. so, so out of those, you just knew the Nim one, right? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think I knew Terabithia, the Swan thing. Thing. But, okay. It uh, looks like I'll know a little bit more. Nope. I'm looking at the 80s, and I'm going to have just as much problems. Okay. What about the 90s? See, the 90s, I should be good. Okay. Huh. Nope. Well, that Jeez. would be relevant. What were my English teachers weeks. doing? What was I reading back then? I don't know. I don't know. Would you like C-spot to hear? Spot run. In would you like grade? to hear what won the Pulitzer Prize for yes. the 1970s? Yes. I saw you thought about it. Yeah. Realized that you didn't. Yeah. But knew but that I you know should appropriately. You should say yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. You want to see how fast I can drink the rest of this water? Actually, I do. I don't want to do it. Anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 1970. The collected stories of Gene Stafford by Gene Stafford. Uh, 1971. No award given. Jeez. Look out. This is this happened before. Yeah, this happened multiple times in the I 60s. Know. Well, hey, buckle up. Yeah. 1972, Angels of Repose by Wallace Stegner. Nothing. 1973, The Optimist Daughter by Eudora Welty. At least it's a name I recognize. Hey, that's very optimistic of you. Let's see here. No award given. Jeez. 1975, The Killer Angels by Michael Shara. Hmm. 1976, Humboldt's Gift by Saul Bellow. Nothing. 1977. Oh, what is this? No award given. Three? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Although there was a special uh, award given to Alex Haley's Roots, but it, not technically the Pulitzer Prize in literature, but oh. it did happen. Good job. Year. 70s. Uh, 1978. Elbow Room by James Allen McPherson. And mm-hmm. 1979. The Stories of John Cheever by John Cheever. Once again, the Pulitzer Prize showing. It's picking books for uh, legacy. Yeah, apparently. Everybody reads these apparently. books today. I can't hear people stop yeah, talking about it. I know. <laughs> In fact, I can't even... You'd have to go through that list again for yeah. me to remember a single one. Elbow Room. Elbow Room is a big one That's what, these days. Yeah, do you like that? Have you, have you reread Elbow Room okay. this year? Yeah. Twice. Yeah. All right, All so right. what else you got? The Hugo Awards. Yeah, let's do it. So we're looking at the uh, sci-fi now. The sci-fi winners of the 70s. I think we might actually be in the Nebula Awards at this point. Okay. Mm, we won't go through those. Usually right. they're the same. Uh, as the Hugo's not all, all right, time. I respect your decision. All right, so 1970, Ursula K. Le Guin won for The Left Hand of Darkness. I own this book. I haven't the read it yet. The Left Hand of D- Darkness. Okay. Finally. Yeah, there it is. Um, I own it. I haven't read it. Hmm. Uh, I plan to, though. She wrote the uh, Earthsea novels. Okay. Okay. I thought... All right, sorry. Uh, 1971, Larry Niven's The Ring World. Ah. It's just Ring World. I don't know why I put the the. I don't there. know why you did it either. It's like when people call him the Spider Man. I didn't like it at all. So uh, I've read nothing from Larry Niven, but I'd like to. Ring World is great. Ring World is, is one of my favorite books of all time. Maybe I'll read it. So, um, so I've read that. I actually didn't do as I haven't done as well for the 70s as I did for the 60s. Remember the 60s? I read like every other book. You it did. was great. Yeah, it was. Not great. here. Philip Jose Farmer won in 1972 for. To your scattered bodies go. Oh, she be- he beat out uh, Ursula K. Le Guin that year for The Lathe of Heaven. I've seen mm. that movie with, uh, I can't remember his name, Bruce something. Not Bruce Dern. Bruce Campbell. No, the <laughs> guy who plays Senator Kelly in the first X-Men movie. Davidson. Bruce Davidson. Yeah. Yeah, so he was in that. Uh, 1973, Isaac Asimov won for The Gods Themselves. I've heard that was probably just a, you know, good for you, Isaac Asimov. <laughs> Uh, 1974. Oh, I think this happened just for him too. Arthur C. Clarke won for uh, Rendezvous with Rama. Okay. Uh, I own that. I need to read it. All right. Uh, Ursula K. Le Guin won in 1975 for The Dispossessed. I don't know it. 
1976, Jill Halderman won for the Forever War. You've heard me talk about this one. I have. You'd like this one. It's about a guy who joins the uh, future military to fight a war against some aliens, Mm -hmm. but due to time dilation, the war just keeps going on, even though Earth keeps forgetting about it, and so he's just like, and then he retires, but then he has to go back in because Earth has changed so much, he doesn't, and so he's basically been in war for like centuries Mm. or longer. It's really good. Uh, Kate Wilhelm won in 1977 for Where Late the Sweet Birds Sing. Oh, wait, no, Where Late the Sweet Birds Sang. Mm. What's going on with my brain today? I don't know. Uh, Is it just today, though? Are you... It's just a, just a 1978 frederick pohl won for gateway you know i i think i own this but i've been meaning to read this forever so and then 1979 vonda n mc for dream snake oh mcintyre mcintyre what? yeah she writes a lot of star trek star I'm wars gonna, stuff. i've read I'm quite a bit of her stuff <laughs> i i've read her McIntyre. star trek and star wars stuff okay i like her writing well, she wrote this book dream snake you know i think i do have this book too dream I got snake it. yeah okay so seems like in some ways the 70s were a pretty good time for sci-fi because you have i mean that's star wars obviously star trek hitting the big screen that sort of like elevated things to be alien you know it made it more mainstream it seems like you know took it out of like the pulps and put it in well you had space oddity and not space oddity that was that's bowie yeah so yes you did have space oddity in the 60s but uh space odyssey yeah 2001 yeah so so it's it's kind of a things going on there uh, the Rise of Stephen King, also in, in the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah. 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 Uh, Carrie, Salem's Lot, The Shining. Uh, Is the this Stand. your list of uh, Stephen King books that came out in the 70s? Those those did all come out in the 70s. Yeah. This was like his prime, his peak. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the top. He's a has been now. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs him? Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites, Jack Finney, uh, kind of winding down his writing career in the 70s. But one of my all time favorite books came out in 1970, Time and Again. By Jack Finney. So we did this one for the Contemporary Classics Book Club. We have it here in the collection. Uh, great book. Mm-hmm. It, it is it's sci-fi in that there is time travel involved, but it is the least like sci <laughs> book that there is. Oh, yeah. um, you know, we he have... also wrote Marion's Wall and the Night People in the seventies, mm-hmm. and then that was kind of. We have a 70s. book in our collection about the best-selling albums of all time that yeah. goes through the top twenty albums of each decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can see what was the best-selling album oh, nice. of the seventies. That's cool. Uh, here. A lot of good music in the 70s. Yeah, Dark Side of the Moon, Led Zeppelin 4, mm-hmm. Who's Next, mm-hmm. Exiles on uh, Main Street. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones, yeah. yeah. Mm, Lot on be. the Tracks by Let Bob Dylan. Let It Be. Was Let It Be in the 70s? Mm-hmm. When did the Beatles break up? Oh, and The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. 69, really. But. So, 70s were a good time. Right. Oh, yeah, Let It Be. House of the Holy? I'm going to get off this list. Otherwise, okay. I'm just going to keep listening. Well, while we're talking about albums, CNN did a, a cool article a while back called... 70 top 10 70s albums that you can still that can still you rock your, that's that, an awkward have you watched the cnn 10 70s albums that can still rock your world have you watched cnn's like documentary series about the decades like they have one on the 60s the 70s the 80s no and right now i'm too focused on cnn saying rock your world it's just it's like if, if your grandpa says it it doesn't, yeah. doesn't work it doesn't yeah. really does play. your grandpa say rock rock your world a sure. lot yeah Rock your socks? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. That's a good one. It's got Sir Duke on it. Okay. Great stuff. Rocket to Russia by the Ramones. Do you like the Ramones? Sometimes. Do you like Rocket to Russia? I don't think I know. Well, CNN says it'll rock your world. Okay. What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. I love Marvin Gaye. Yeah. You don't like Marvin Gaye? I mean, yeah, it's fine. Wow. Really taking it to Marvin Gaye. Sorry. Blood on the Tracks, Bob Dylan. You said that one, right? Yeah, I sure did. Okay. Uh, this is a greatest hits, but I'll tell you anyway. The Jackson Five greatest hits. I mean, okay. those would all be seventies hits. Yeah. But damn the torpedoes, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. You like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, don't you? Yeah. 
Do you like that album? I don't know. Okay. You know <laughs> I like Full Moon Fever. Easter by Patti Smith. I know yeah. nothing about that. No. Do you know that? Okay. What's on it? Oh, boy. Um, let's see. Is it Because of the Night? I like Because of the Night. I don't know. All right. It doesn't tell you. All right. Uh, the ball. <laughs> <laughs> this year's model by Elvis Costello and the Attractions is not a big Elvis. I've tried to listen to Elvis him Costello once or fan. twice. It's rough. He and Paul McCartney did an album together called Flowers in the Dirt. A couple of tracks they yeah. work on together. All right. Not a fan. Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. That's their double like album. That one? Am I saying that? Am, am I Do right? you like it? Yeah, it's, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Bad Girls by Donna Summer. Uh huh. You like Donna Summer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> All right. Um,. Let me take a look here. Just Damn, a couple we are of so different. You just yeah. read a list of like a bunch of like pop albums. Uh-huh. Mine was all rock albums. We're never going to get along. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> never, never will we. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you a couple of books that uh, were not award-winning books, but still big books that uh, dropped in the 70s that mm-hmm. uh, stuck with us uh, quite a bit here. Ragtime, E.L. Doctorow. No. Oh. Uh, Sophie's Choice, William Styron. Breakfast of Champions by Kurt Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see a few others here. Uh, Ring World, Larry Niven, which you mentioned. Yeah. Watership Down. Yeah. I remember these are all so books spooky. that didn't so win yeah the these Pulitzer are surprise books. eric siegel's love story i don't get that movie people know. say it's the most romantic movie of all time i don't know what it is. i don't get it okay. i don't think it's romantic i don't think they have a good relationship uh-huh i don't like it i don't know man i also don't like the sequel starring okay. candace bergen <laughs> so are you there god it's me margaret yeah came out that didn't win newberry award no didn't win anything nope. uh carrie we said that yeah a lot of good stuff. Mario so Ringworld, Puzo. Ringworld is the only book in there that has won one of these awards. Yeah, I guess so. Jeez, crazy. I guess so. I know. Song of Solomon by Toni Morrison. That so the Pulitzer Prize read, they read uh, Sophie's Choice and were like, no, pass. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get it. This isn't going to last. No. Nobody's going to reference this in 100 years. We don't want it. 100 years? We're not that far. Well, let's talk movies. Okay. Uh, Star Wars, you- Star Trek, we already mentioned. Some greats. Well, these are the Oscars, right? Yeah, you yeah want to know. I know. Star Wars isn't going to be here. Maybe. No, it's not. Editing? No. Sound design? Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> this, these are just best pictures. Ready? Okay. 1970, Patton. Have you seen Patton? I haven't. Which George C. Scott? Well, I have, Nick. Okay. And it was, it's fine. It's not it's a competition. Weird. Because it's the 70s, it has both like the 70s kind of grit, uh-huh. but also the 60s kind of like... Uh, cinematography okay so, so it it has a weird tone about it um 1971 the french connection have you mm-hmm. seen this no i think i had that's with uh gene uh yeah i have seen it nope i haven't i'm thinking of the other one not the sting what's the the movie with the guy who doesn't act anymore lex luther that's the french connection well then i've seen it yeah this is very confusing it was fine okay beat out clockwork orange that's all. All right. Bam. Sorry about that. That's 1971 okay. was a hard time for me. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, 1972, The Godfather. Won. We're only in 1972. Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, Godfather. I do love The Godfather. All right. 1973, The Sting. I heard that's I've really boring. I've never seen The Sting. Oh. Nor have I seen The Sting 2. So. The second one? There is. Oh. It beat American Graffiti. Oh. So. I like American Graffiti. It's not much of a movie. Do we have the soundtrack? It's fun to watch, but there's no plot. Um, no. We should. That soundtrack checks out all the time. But we don't have it. So. I, I guess I meant in Florida. At other libraries. At my old library. Okay. It's a uh, great like 50s yeah. compilation. Yeah. Uh, Godfather Part 2 won in 1974. Beat out wow. Chinatown. Hmm. As somebody who controversially like says he doesn't like Godfather Part 2, I would have said give it to Chinatown. You don't like Godfather Part 2? No. I don't particularly like it either. Yeah. I guess I don't know anything about movies. Pretty, pretty ticked off. Yeah. 1975, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 
was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Beat out Jaws. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I don't know if I. Jaws is pretty good. I don't know if I'd say you could beat out. Jaws is good. Yeah. Nineteen. Uh, oh, I just said one. Nineteen seventy-six. Rocky. Adrian. What's that from? Rocky. Yeah, Rocky's yeah, pretty good. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. is Rocky's a yeah. fun. I mean, not fun. It's like a time capsule to see how crappy New York was in yeah. the seventies. Because <laughs> like they're just filming on the street. It yeah. looks like a garbage town. It's so. So weird. Yeah. Uh, it beat all the president's men, network, and taxi driver. Wow. Rocky was out for blood that year. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it should have won against. Uh, I don't know. Rocky is really good. It's it like is you good. You think it's not actually a good movie, but no, the first it's one well is. written. It's well directed. Yeah. It's, it's a very impressive movie. So 1977, Star Wars was nominated. Hey. But it lost to Annie Hall. Mm. I can't say that I fault them there. <laughs> okay. I love Annie Hall. 1978, The Deer Hunter. So that's what Christopher Walken was doing in the 70s. Ah, now we have our answer. Yeah. That was uh, the SNL bit. It was mm-hmm. like, I just saw the deer hunter. It was hilarious. <laughs> Thanks. Was, uh, wow. This is this I'm not going to understand. 1979, okay. Kramer versus Kramer, which I have never seen. Have you? No. It beat, Dustin Hoffman? It beat Apocalypse Now. I haven't seen Apocalypse Now, so well, I can't. I'd ask, what were they smoking in 1979? But they probably can't remember. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what it was. Okay. Apocalypse Now is great. You still haven't seen it. That's what I just said. That's all, all right. I got, man. That's all I got for the 70s. Well, for James Bond, it was the Roger Moore era. Sean Connery popped back for one with Diamonds Are Forever, the yeah. worst James Bond movie. Would you say it's the worst James Bond movie? No. Really? Yeah. What would you say is the worst? Worse than Diamonds Are Forever? Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be a Roger Moore film. Really? In my mind, no. yeah. Maybe Die Another Day. Yeah. It's worse than well, Diamonds Are Forever. Quantum of Solace is up That's there. That's pretty bad. That's up there. So... But we, you know what? If you want to hear us talk more. about the worst Bond films, yeah, you can, you can go back you can and go listen to our uh, books, all the books, yeah, uh, where we talk all about James Bond. Yeah, yeah, we talked a lot of James Bond. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want that, it's probably not the one for you. <laughs> well, let's look at the Tonys quickly. A lot of these musicals uh, seems like it was a good decade for musicals. We have Applause, one in 1970, Company in 1971, Two Gentlemen of Verona in 1972. A lot of these, the yeah, ones, a lot of good. I haven't heard of a single one the of these ones, until you don't this know, podcast. You don't know Applause? No. Okay. Uh, Nora, have two gentlemen of Verona <laughs> beat out Greece. Wow. <laughs> yep, a little night music in 73. Uh-huh. I guess I lied. These aren't ones I know. Yeah, this is, this is 1974 sad. was Raisin. 1975 was The Wiz, which beat out Mac and Mabel, which I really like, um, and Shenandoah. Both uh, lingered probably a little longer. Well, okay. I don't know. The Wiz is pretty popular still. We just had that live movie. Yeah. A chorus line in 1976. A chorus line beat Chicago. Mm-hmm. How about that? 1977, Annie. Uh, 1978, A Misbehavin'. 1979, Sweeney Todd beat Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Huh. And uh, Neil Simon, Marvin Hamlish, uh, they're playing our song. Okay. Beat that as well. So um, what are you going to do? You know, we never talked about comic books in the decades. True. The 70s was a, uh, is when it started getting darker. Yeah. So yeah. with the comic books. Post-Adam West, Batman. Yeah. Taking so, things probably seriously. Probably too late to, yeah. Yeah, to dig but, in now. It is a good era. I, I do like yeah. 70s. Superheroes who appeared in the 70s would include Wolverine oh. and The Punisher. Hmm. So that's that's where it was going in the 70s. Okay. An- the the super anti-heroes mm-hmm. who now look kind of tame compared to the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big that was a big jump All there. Right. I'm disappointed I didn't find the mayonnaise price, but mm-hmm. you know. I'm sorry. That's all right. Well, in the 70s, I don't know if you want to know, but the dinosaur renaissance was going on. Mm-hmm. It started in the late 1960s, but it just kept going. Okay. It was by it was because of new discoveries of I dinosaurs. See. Maybe that's when Dragon Teeth was written. 
in by the Michael 70s. Crichton. Yeah. We don't know. That's when Pirate's Booty was written. Yeah. Pirate's Latitude, I mean. Um, Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Anything else you want to say about the 70s? I love 70s music. We didn't get into that too deep, but... No. I do enjoy 70s music. I just read a whole bunch of great out, but... I know you Never did. mind. You don't like Zeppelin. Yeah. Sorry. So That's fine. Sorry. Floyd. I sort of like... It's like fading glory Elvis. He's got some really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is like bloated Elvis basically singing country, but yeah. he's got some really good stuff yeah. tucked away in those late 70s years. Yeah. You really got away in his you roles. Got, you got to <laughs> dig through a lot of peanut butter and banana sandwiches <laughs> to get to it, but yeah, it's sure there. do. So we're gonna be talking about the eighties so soon. Yeah, in five, five episodes. Five episodes. Yeah, we, we'll we, be digging into the eighties. Why? We'll be able to talk about oh, light Christmas came out. All sorts of stuff. We're gonna be talking about yeah, what? Christmas light brights. That's what we're talking Rainbow about in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Shirt tails. Super Mario. All sorts of stuff. Well, we'll probably just be shirt tails. Good stuff. That's what you just. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking about the things I loved in the eighties. The snorts. Challenge of the Super Friends. Yeah. yeah. Snorks, Smurfs. I guess Smurfs were a little more 70s. Yeah. But Snorks, definitely. Yeah. Classic. I 80s. can't wait till the new Smurfs movie does really well and we finally get a Snorks film. Yes. I'd watch a Snorks film be good. right now. Punky Brewster reboot, do you think? Today? Yeah. No. Punky Brewster today. You don't think a story of a, a man, an old man, finding a little girl at the mall and just keeping her forever? <laughs> you don't think that would play well today? Seems such a weird. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Punky. That's it. This is my one George Gaines okay. impression. I'm not going to do it anymore. Right, sure. Mahoney. All right, now stop, I'm done. Stop. Now I'm done. Nobody knows what impression you're doing. Uh, is the problem. Everyone <laughs> knows because it was golden. Yeah. All right. Charles. His name is Charles, right? I'm Funky Brewster. Who? The, his, the dad. The Not dad, but the guy. Henry. 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 Sorry, why do I think Charles? I don't know. Okay. Honestly, I don't think I could have come up with that his name was Henry. It was just all instinct. <laughs> okay. I just let it fly. Yeah. And that came out. Yeah. Woo. Well, I guess we'll talk library news. Sure. You know, this is not fun library news, but I feel that I should mention uh, statewide there was a huge cut in library funding. So if that's something that you're passionate about, if you're so inclined, I would encourage you to reach out to the governor's office, to Mm -hmm. uh, your local congressmen, senators, and let them know that library funding is valuable and important and something Mm -hmm. that you want. Uh, So that's it. Now we'll talk about fun things. Well, this isn't super fun, but I feel like we need to do the PSA. Kids, don't play in refrigerators because you'll get trapped. Because of the way they close, it creates a vacuum. Yeah. You suffocate. Yeah. Learn that from Punky Brewster. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I learned about refrigerators that they will save you from a nuclear blast. <laughs> I learned that in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom yeah. of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. So the more you know. Yeah. You won't have a broken body. Was a star. Yeah. Yeah, you, you won't. won't have you'll, burns. Be, you'll be totally fine. You won't have rage. Uh, but seriously, let's talk library news. I can tell you that the book clubs are currently reading... What are we currently reading? I've Got You Under My Skin by Mary Higgins Clark. Can you tell us? I, yeah, I can. We're attempting to read Colson Whitehead's The Underground Railroad. Yeah. Uh, so those those are happening right now. Uh, yeah. If you want to get on that list, especially for the Colson Whitehead, mm-hmm. let us know because we'll have to put in a hold right now because yeah. there's so many requests. Uh, we got a couple of movies coming up. Our senior matinee is The Intern with Robert De Niro on, what is that, Tuesday the 24th and at 2 o'clock. And Hathaway. And in Hathaway, yep. And that's, that's it. Oh, no, Renee Russo's in it. Renee Russo. Oh, really? Yeah. Renee Russo was gone for like a really long time. And then she showed up in Thor, and I guess now she's back. She was in the intern. She was in Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler okay. was great. You still right. haven't watched that? Bamf. No, I haven't. Not the not the X-Men not the Nightcrawler. X-Men. No. Okay. Jill, Jake Gyllenhaal. Did you ever see the there. Thomas Crown Affair? Because I always wanted to watch that, and I've never seen it. What does that have it? to do with Nightcrawler? Pierce Brosnan or Renee Russo? Oh, okay. Then no, I haven't. We could save it for a '90s podcast, okay. I guess. Was that '90s? Yes. Neither here nor there. Well, it's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And he was using his James Wait, Bond clout. Is he really going to play Cable, or is that just a rumor? Cable in the new Deadpool movie. Is he? I've heard that. Know. I've heard that a bunch, and I've seen some cryptic. That's a weird. 
pictures. Not good choice. It is weird, but I'm in. Okay. I, I, I love Pierce Brosnan. Right. I think that'll work. It's either that or a Remington Steel reboot. And nobody yeah. wants Remington Steel rebooted, so okay. leave it alone. What do you have coming up? Uh, we have our after-school card club. Yes, you do. Every, Every Tuesday, Tuesday at 3 o'clock. It's a happening place cards, to be. Sometimes Pokemon cards. Uh-huh. Sometimes Nar- Naruto cards. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Yeah, the old collectible uh, Star Trek card game, I think, is pretty popular with the kids today. Mm. Kids like the Star Trek? Mm. Sorry, Deep Space Nine. Kids like the Deep I, Space Nine? Okay. Well, I don't want to break your heart. That's all right. We'll talk about it later. Uh, every Wednesday at 5.30 until 7.30, we have our Teen Anime Anna Club. Barbera. I think, what? You guys watch Hanna-Barbera? Like no, Scooby-Doo we watch, and Quick no, Draw McGraw? No. Anime Club. Say animated. We just started watching Log Horizon. That means nothing to you. We've been watching Inuyasha. Okay. Anime is really interesting to me in that... Go on. Inuyasha is an older show. It's a sure show is. that got me into anime when I was 17. Really? And that was like... I can't remember anymore. You can't do the math. 2002. Okay. So, like, that's when it was airing on Adult Swim for <laughs> okay. me in 2002. But, yeah. like, these kids, the ones who are, like, 14 today... Yeah. ...are still excited to watch it. And I don't know what it is about, like, anime as opposed to, like other mediums and stuff that kids will watch the older stuff yeah. instead of just the new stuff. I suppose if you look at like older cartoons or older movies, the change in style from like old to modern is really stark. Can, Whereas like an anime, it doesn't seem like that's the difference is so stark. It does because, stay a little bit more timeless. What yeah. I think it is. Well, the style is just so different than like I what think you normally it's the see. ease of access. Hmm. I think it's easier to get a hold of like older anime online oh. on streaming sites than it is say if a kid wants to play like an old super nintendo game yeah because they're not gonna be able to do that right. so like you don't have like kids today playing like the older games mm. or you know watching the old shows just because but also with manga that that like never ages mm-hmm. like that's usually really good art anyway so mm-hmm. i think that i think it's just interesting it's to true me. it does have kind of a time because like all these kids it, have seen they? like the shows i mentioned yeah but they also keep watching the new stuff huh. so interesting uh, Anime Club's getting ready to move up to its new space. Yeah. The top floor. Yeah. Putting some finishing touches yeah. on it. That'll Moving be exciting. On that will to be the exciting. top floor. And every Monday from 3 to 5, we have Minecraft, Minecraft Monday. Okay. That's for the younger crowd. Exciting. Well, sometimes I play. I don't get Minecraft at all. I mean, but you play. I get it. Yeah. But it's definitely not for me. You don't see the appeal. I, I, don't, have, I don't have a creative like, you personally. building mind. Okay. I can't look at a bunch of squares and go like, I know. I'll build Dutchland. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't think of a place. Rome. Yeah. I'll build Rome. I'll build a to scale replica of Rome. Why not? Actually, that sounds great. I'm going to build a Coliseum next time I play Minecraft. Do it. I love it. All right. And then I'll have them fight. My little army of okay. Minecraft players fighting in the Coliseum to, to my Manel. For someone who doesn't like Minecraft, you're really getting I get really it. excited so about that. I guess I haven't thought about the possibility. My eyes glazed over. It took before, so long yeah. there. Okay. Well, uh, remember to rate us on iTunes. Remember that you can always find us on Twitter at All the Book Show. Uh, Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. Email at wellsville at stls.org. You forgot to mention the... Uh, Soundcloud.com slash all the books. You forgot to mention iTunes. your... The Arts. Oh, thank you. Club. Yes, the Fiber Arts Guild uh, is teaching a class uh, Saturday the... What is Saturday? The 29th, is it? That Maybe. seems a little too far. 28th. Saturday the 28th. Uh, they're doing uh, these felt rugs. We have some on display here, and they look really cool. Yeah, so everybody can, keeps stopping and looking yeah, at them. Yeah, they're really they're eye-catching, and they're pretty simple to do, yeah. so it's a, it's a good entry-level class. Yeah, you I had somebody say, like, the oh, desk. when are we doing this? And I told them, and like, hold on, is Nick Gunning going to be there? I was like, really? He might be. He's like, all right, well, 
Put me down as maybe then. Put it as, but a maybe, that's something. Yeah, I think it depends on if you're there or not. Oh, okay. So. All right. All right. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> okay. We're going to be talking about uh, Newberry, Keldicott, Theodore Seuss, Geisel Awards coming up. We're going to be talking about <laughs> Dan Brown, which Eric's excited. We're going to yeah, be talking why? about... We're talking about Dan Brown just in time for Inferno to be on DVD. That's right. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks we're going to be talking about. So a lot of stuff that yeah. we'd love your Nicholas input Sparks on. Nicholas Sparks will so be please, for Valentine's Day weekend. Please send us your way. And... After Nicholas Sparks, we have one planned. What is it? It was, it was mine. I, I remember. We can do it. Graphic novels? Yeah. For people who don't like superhero stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, so that's the other one. Pretty excited. All that good stuff. So we'll keep reminding you about that. Uh, remember, if you just listen to this on SoundCloud or iTunes yeah. or anywhere. We have a couple of guests for the next, all of them? We do. Yeah. For quite a few. We have guests coming up. Yeah. But anyway, if you're just, if you're just listening to this, remember, mm-hmm. you can hop over to our YouTube page, find mm-hmm. us on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> see the magic happen. Just, you think we could get a just guest? two bros sitting at their desk you think talking about comic books and the <laughs> 1970s. So um, the only one we don't have a guest plan for right now yeah. is the 80s one. Yeah. So we need to find like somebody who's like an, an 80s themed guest, an expert on the 80s. So yep. maybe somebody who was like 16 in the 80s. Yeah. Because neither Perfect. one of us. You were what? You were born in 83. I was. So yeah. we're not. No. It's not until the 90s that we're like, oh, remember. Yeah. So yeah, I have good memories of the 80s. Yeah. Well, I was pretty young. Anyway, maybe uh, Michael J. Fox will. will that would be, be a great. Star. Yeah, I'll call him up. He's not doing anything right now. No, he's not. Voice work? I, yeah, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to end this. All so. right. So in five episodes, it will be me, Nick, and Michael J. Fox. That's right. <laughs> not really. Not really. We'll see. We'll work out the okay. details. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our friend Pete Mangles for filming. And thanks, we Pete. will see you for episode 76. Mm-hmm.